Uh, hey everyone, I'm just back in the podcast. I'm going to talk about uh, the Roland Garros 2022. And God,、uh, what a historical and terrific event it has turned out to be. Like, at least as a Rafa fan, and、uh, obviously for Rafa himself as well. But、um, Nadal, Rafael Nadal winning his 14th Roland Garros title and 22nd major overall. And like, who would have imagined him winning his second, like, I mean, Second AO title this year and、um, 14th Roland Garros title, like record breaking 22nd major overall、um, at the end of last year. I, I mean, like, we all doubted, like, I mean, like, we all couldn't believe what happened in AO and now in Roland Garros as well.、Uh, he ties Pete, Sampras,、uh, Pete Sampras's、uh, record of, like,、uh, Grand Slam record of 14. Major title only by his titles in Paris, which is ridiculous. And now he's leading the race in terms of you know the number of grand slams, and、uh, with you know Roger Federer、uh, staying at 20 and、uh, Novak Djokovic stayed、uh, reached 20 la- at last year's Wimbledon. And obviously, he was、uh, a match、uh, just like a match behind、um, in US Open where he lost to Daniel Medvedev. And obviously, he wasn't able to play the, the Australian Open and he lost to Rafa、uh, this year at Roland Garros. And Rafa made like two,、uh, two spots, like he's leading by,、uh, t- like by uh, two slams,、uh, which is huge. But I'm not thinking too much about the race. Like、um, uh, Rafa himself said in the press conference, he said uh, he's, not, uh, it's not, he's not like interested in the race, but like he didn't, he said like.、Um, Those, the number of grand slams and the records are not the most important thing. He said he just loved playing tennis and it was, he, he's a class act. He said,、um, I think he appreciated those、uh, situations and he thanked all the、um, translators and stuff、uh, right after the, the press conference, which、uh, usually don't other,、uh, which usually, you know,、uh, I like don't, other players, they don't really do those kind of stuff. Um, it was a mind boggling、uh, tournament, I guess.、Um, I mean, like, if you use, because, like, I, I love watching、um, tennis, ta- tennis channel, and、oh, at the same time, I, I listen to the radio from tennis podcast almost every single day. So,、um, if I use the word, if I borrow the term from the, the tennis podcast,、um, I think he, he, not I think, but like, he definitely did、uh, fight with the, bo- with the zombie foot.、Um, I think what's that, you know, that's what they call it、uh, in the tennis podcast. But, like,、um, you know, at the press conference, like after the final, he had,、uh, he said he had a lot of injection、uh, throughout the tournament. And I think the worst moment was、uh, right after the match against Corenti Mute in the second round. And, you know, I think the injection was、uh, anesthesia,、uh, which means he was basically numbing his foot every single time and maybe in practice as well. So, Uh, and yeah, he said he, he did have a lot of risk, but、um, you know, beating four top 10 players in a row, like four cons-、uh, consecutive wins against the、uh, top 10 players, including the world number one Novak Djokovic. You know,、uh, I did do the podcast、um, maybe like three or four days ago when he beat Djokovic in four. But you know, when you look at the draw,、um, I think his draw was almost like as hard as,、uh, as the toughest as. Ever probably.、Um, he had to face Felix Oji Ali's team.、Uh, I know he hasn't gone past、uh, first round before、um, this year, obviously, but、uh, he was playing really well in Rome. Like he pushed Djokovic and、uh, 
uh, we knew um, after obviously after uh, like the ATP Cup this year, uh, Felix had has been playing really well this season. Uh, obviously, there were ups and downs uh, right after um, winning a Rotterdam title. Uh, he did have downs in Indian Wells, Miami, probably Monte Carlo and. Uh, I don't remember his results in Madrid, but probably around that time he was struggling a little bit on clay. But uh, after Rome, he was playing uh, great tennis, and um, you know he. I think Felix was the one who really pushed Rafa um, in this tournament. Uh, he pushed Rafa to the five set, uh, which is phenomenal, uh, phenomenal, phenomenal. Sorry, I said phenomenal somehow because i had the word phenomenon uh, right right in the middle of the desk somehow uh from it's from a book but um anyways uh yeah felix i think he's the only he's only the third man ever to push rafa to the five set obviously uh, in 2013 Djokovic pushed rafa to the five yeah uh, to the fifth set and obviously johnny is in 2010 first round as well uh but yeah so rafa beating who was it in the first round uh, i don't remember um I'm not being disrespectful, but um, sorry, I don't remember the um, the opponent from the first round. But ah, oh, Thompson, uh, yeah, definitely Tomo, yeah, yeah. He's, you know, I I obviously used to live in Australia, so uh, not anymore. But um, oh, hopefully, I can go back there. But but anyways, um, Thompson, oh, how can I forget him? Yeah, uh, he defeated Thompson, I think, in straight sets, and then second round he faced Moutier, where he felt the pain uh, after the match. He said it was the worst, but um, he came back to uh, and you know get a win uh, and got a win against uh, Botic van der Zandershoef, if I'm pronouncing it all right, uh, from Netherlands, I guess. Uh, that was in straight sets as well, although he did struggle a little bit in the at the end of the third set, um, and in. You know the fourth round, as I said, I think was the toughest. Uh, Felix absolutely pushed uh, Rafa to uh, his limit, and um, then that uh, mouth-watering uh, quarterfinals uh, against Djokovic. Uh, I think he used a lot of energy, a lot of effort, a lot of um, vibes just to, just to get into the match and play the match, um, no matter what the result was. But uh, he ended up winning. Uh, there were a lot of clutch moments in the. Uh, in the fourth, like at the end of the fourth, he played a beautiful tiebreak, um, and he, yeah, it was a historical win. Like to get a win against Djokovic, like uh, to get a win against the world number one um, in a in a slam, which that that kind of obviously there there are no asterisks. Um, you know, there there were even no uh, conversation about asterisks in this tournament because Djokovic was playing. Um, he defeated top ten like four top 10 players but like usually when people talk about um like ao or uh, which i completely disagree but like when people talk about um like how people do deserve um getting the slam or like uh, you know for example team in 2020 us open um rafa was not there roger was not there Djokovic was disqualified and uh, there were like a little bit of conversation about whether people should uh, consider that with with the asterisk, and I think it's not fair because a slam is a slam. And uh, but this time, uh, I think everyone can nod and say, "Okay, Rafa won the slam, uh, won one of the greatest achievements and one of the greatest um, Roland Garros titles that he had in his life and in his career." Um, 
you know, uh, beating Djokovic uh, in quarterfinals, it's not an easy draw. It's never an easy draw, and he he made it through. And obviously, again, to semifinals, I, I think I didn't talk about uh, the match against Sasha uh, because, I, sorry, I didn't have... It's not like I didn't have time um, yesterday, but I wasn't I wasn't able to do it. I guess. Um, obviously, uh, wishing Sasha a speedy recovery, but um, I think he he said he had a tour in in his right uh, foot, like the ligament, um, and well, and that was such a long game as well. Um, I think it was. Uh, I'll, it took like ninety over ninety minutes just to play one set. Then uh, coming back from two six down in the tiebreak, it was ridiculous, you know. Especially at the four um, six, when Zverev was serving, uh, Rafa was just like pushed back of the the court. Uh, he was he just got uh, his backhand sliced, and then uh, Sasha was putting a backhand cross court, and then all of a sudden Rafa came out of nowhere, hitting that uh, uh, forehand cross court passing shot, and that kind of. That's kind of one of the moments that, you know, uh, I thought, okay, Rafa can maybe, it was only like maybe, but like maybe he can turn this set around. And he did. Um, he showed us why he is one of the greatest of all time. And uh, he was down a set, I mean, like, sorry, he was down a break in the second set as well. But he came back uh, and uh, I think it was 5 6 when Rafa was 30, uh, was serving at 30 you know 40 30 uh when Zverev on the was on the stretch in his forehand uh he you know there was an a nasty um accident a nasty injury happening to his right foot but um you know anyways he was he, he went through to the final uh 14th final and we all kind of knew um it's not the matchup that Rude was uh, looking for when he, you know, if he want, he really wanted to win because, you know, um, he he seemed really happy just to be with Rafa and like uh, in that sense, I think uh, Rude was really happy because it's uh, obviously a dream come true to play uh, to play a man who you idolize for such a long time and he's actually a, you know, I, I don't know if he's a student, but like he used to train. I think he does train now as well um, at the Rafa Onoda Academy. Um, and then Rafa's kind of like the, the master and uh, Rude's kind of like the part of one. I wouldn't call it that close, but like, you know. And then Rude faced um, Rafa for the very first time as well, uh, which makes it a lot harder for uh, Rude to, uh, to kind of learn uh, and understand what uh, Rafa can produce in those like um, real uh, ATP matches. I'm pretty sure they've played a lot of sets uh, in in uh, Rafa's academy, but uh, you know today or like you know just any other day, at the matches it's completely another thing, isn't it? So um, we we knew that Rafa was the favorite heading into um, the the final. Um, I. I knew what well, I kind of predicted it's going to be like three maybe like three or four sets uh, or if the set it's going to be like three or four sets uh, the match sorry the match is going to be three or four sets um, I knew it, the winner was going to be Rafa but like if Rouge ha- has the chance uh, maybe uh, it's going to be like four or very tough four sets or five sets and like Rafa had to be uh, like kind of I wouldn't want to say this but Rafa had to be not at his 100% like or maybe injured 
for uh, if Rude uh, got the win. And then um, I'm just really happy. Well, no offense to those two uh, two players. I love both of them. Um, I've actually seen Rude um, train when I was in IMG Academy a couple of years ago. I think it was in 2017. Where he just made the the semis of Rio 500 uh, the week uh, the week before or something, then like uh, not not many people they knew uh, who Kasparud was at that moment, but I I knew because I was obviously uh, a tennis fanatic back then as well, and you know I I knew how um, how dedicated he is to the sport, he how passionate he was he is sorry, and um, I, I love obviously. Uh, I love Rafa as well, so I was just so happy to see this matchup, and of course I wanted Rafa to win because um, before the 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 press, not the press conference, before the on-court interview or the winner winner speech, we were all kind of you know uh, worried and like uh, curious to uh, listen to what uh, Rafa's gonna say uh, in this speech because everyone was kind of you know worried about his uh, retirement uh, maybe Rafa's gonna say this is his last match or uh, there were uh, uh, a lot of people saying uh, Federer's actually in Paris and maybe like Federer is gonna give the trophy or retirement uh, I don't know uh, retirement speech or whatever to not the retirement speech for him but like uh, kind of like congratulations kind of speech to Rafa but um, I'm glad it didn't happen that way today uh, because we we want uh, Rafa to play uh, a lot more matches and of course we, we want him to be healthy, we want him to be happy, uh, we want him to be healthy. Oh, did I say this uh, already? <laughs> uh, but like, um, yeah, Rafa, uh, I, I hope uh, he, he can play and he can spend some time with his family without uh, any pain at all. Uh, like... Uh, what I hoped uh, with uh, Andy Murray a couple of years ago. Um, he did have a surgery and now I believe he, he doesn't have any pain at all, uh, at least uh, where he, he hurt his, uh, uh, at least where he got hurt. But um, as for Rafa as well, he said, obviously, you know, he was he was um, clearly hurt in Rome and obviously every match in Rangas as well. But um, I'm just so happy that he... Oh, he achieved this uh, this historical uh, accomplishment, yeah. And sorry, I think I did talk too much about like the same thing uh, going on and on again. I'm just talking so freely. Um, I got so emotional last night. I actually did watch the the match point and like the important points with um, my one of my best friends, um, Alex. Um, he's from the states, but. Um, we were like video chatting while uh, Rafa was playing his, uh, he, you know, possibly what what could possibly be his last match of his career. We were both uh, worried because we were uh, we were both a huge fan of, uh, yeah, huge fans of Rafa, and yeah, uh, we were super happy that it turned out to be the way it did. I mean, yeah, Rafa winning his 14th, sec twenty second overall, and. Uh, without any retirement so yeah and you know now he's obviously the the number one in the race um like in the race to Turin and you know with with the the title in Melbourne 250 earlier this year and um historical AO win Australian Open win against Medvedev and all the other uh, players 
And obviously, I think he won, not I think, but like he won Acapulco 500, defeating Nori in the final. Uh, although he did lose in um, the final of Indian Wells to Taylor Fritz. Uh, you know, he he played with the rib fracture. He, he played with the broken rib. I think he was from, I'm pretty sure his rib was broken when he played Alcaraz in the semi. So, uh, you know, that showed um, he, he is a real... Uh, gladiator after all but um yeah after reaching the Indian Wells final there was a little bit of a struggle um he played okay uh I wouldn't say okay because I'm a ba- big fan of him he always plays like fantastic but like he uh if you think about his standard he played okay against Alcaraz in Madrid he lost to Alcaraz and then he had this terrible injury um in uh in Rome against Chapeau but now with with those titles, like uh, with, especially with AO and uh, Roland Garros, he's obviously the number one in the in the race. And like, like again, who would have thought? You know, he'll he'll be able to win two slams in a row, which he hasn't. He had not been able to do um, like all years, like this, 18, 19, 20 years. Um, he's done it very. He's done it. He's done something very close. When uh, I think it was in twenty oh nine, when he won the AO, but that was the only time he literally won the AO. So that was his only chance to go like uh, two slams up, kind of like with uh, winning AO and Roland Garros. But uh, he was not able to do that uh, that year because he lost to Soderling uh, in, in Roland Garros. Uh, but now he won <laughs> after so many years, like after. Uh, 14 years after uh, he won, after he won his first uh, Grand Slam title in Roland Garros, which was um, on the same day as well. Um, the I think it was the 5th of June. Uh, so that's something uh, remarkable as well. But, um, you know, um, yeah, so being two, two slams up, uh, winning the first two slams of the year, which is uh, Australian Open Roland Garros, that makes him um you know uh, go to another another level like reach another zone um and there's another question going on here um is the calendar slam on um a lot of people uh, would disagree with me i know and i kind of disagree with myself as well i want rafa to be healthy and rafa to be happy so um and you know, um, I think at the press he said he'll try another treatment next week, and if that works, he said he obviously wants to um, play Wimbledon. He said uh, no one wants to miss Wimbledon, and he doesn't want to miss Wimbledon uh, because I think it was Marka, uh, one of the most famous uh, sports newsletter, uh, well, the the newsletters uh, in Spain. I think they kind of reported that he's going to miss Wimbledon and maybe like uncertain about the rest of the season. Uh, I think that was like right after the semis, semi-finals against the Verif. But um, uh, I think that article was deleted. I, I have no, you know, uh, no disrespect towards Marker and stuff. I'm just, you know, I'm just saying uh, what I what I saw in the uh, the social media. But um, so I I completely thought that uh, he's going to miss Wimbledon. But now he's he's kind of positive. Uh, I mean, like he's, he has a very positive mindset about going forward and, uh, not thinking about retirement, which is really good as a, as a tennis fan as well. And like in tennis, tennis in general, uh, tennis world in general, because, because 
we obviously need um like tennis needs him um he's you know we obviously don't want to miss anyone uh just winning two slams and you know retire uh like you know wta we had body do uh like uh kind of like the same thing uh i wouldn't say the same thing because rafa hasn't done it but um uh, body just won the tournament uh won ao and she was uh, clearly uh, above, above all of all of the other players uh, in terms of the level and the consistency and she suddenly retired so um we never want to have um I mean, like, it's not like we... I'm not disrespecting body or something, but, like, we, we don't want to have the best player... Uh, best players to leave early, uh, especially when they are at their prime. Um, I know Rafa is struggling with the injury, and I just wish him all the best. I wish him a speedy recovery. I hope the treatment works, and I... Yeah, um, just... Well, but at the moment, let's just enjoy um, every, single mo- every, every single moment that uh, Rafa what rafa had achieved and you know uh maybe uh, if there are uh, more matches to come which i believe i think you know he would he would produce um but um you know maybe we can we can enjoy a little more of um rafa nadal um rafa nadal party kind of uh hopefully this year as well um and if he plays wimbledon the calendar slam the mission to the calendar slam is on um, and he relatively does very well on the US Open. Uh, you know, I obviously went to uh, US Open every single year uh, before the pandemic, and yeah, I've seen Rafa a couple of times uh, because you know he's he's obviously done really well, uh, winning winning titles in 2010, uh, 2010, 13, and 2017, 2019, and maybe this year as well. Who who uh, who knows? So. Um, you know, uh, just want to, well, yeah, like I said, uh, I'm just looking forward to uh, the next time Rafa uh, goes on the court. Maybe this was his last match, but, you know, that down the line against Rude at the very uh, um, at the very end of the match, uh, I was thinking, oh, this might be the last, last point of his match, uh, the last point of his career, not only this match, but last point of his career. But, like, he ended up with hitting, hitting the winner, beautiful winner, uh back and down the line so i was just happy with that and i was happy with his speech i i was super happy with the way it ended so yeah uh i want to like as a rafa fan and as a tennis fan in general i just want to enjoy um every single moment uh, i'm gonna watch the highlight again and again um and uh, yes cherish this moment um so um i really enjoyed this uh fortnight uh rolling girls 2022 a lot of epic battles, uh, comebacks. There were a lot of two sets to love. Like I mean, yeah, t- there were a lot of com- comebacks from two sets to love down. Like Zver- I think Zverev did against Baez, Sebastian Baez. Felix did against. Uh, sorry, I forgot his name, but like uh, someone um, from the Latin America um, from two sets to love down as well. He played really well. I mean, the opponent uh, Felix as well, but the opponent. Uh, I'm just sorry, uh, I forgot his name, but. And also, Tsitsipas had to come back against uh, Lorenzo Massetti as well. And obviously, a lot of comebacks, uh, comebacks from Rafa. So, yeah, uh, was a very positive, uh, was a very fantastic and awesome tournament overall. And yeah, I'm just super happy as a tennis fan. And hope, hopefully, I can I can post a lot of podcasts in the future as well. And um, I'm I'm you know I want to thank all the people who who 
who've been listening to uh, my podcast for the past couple of episodes. I know it's not something very entertaining. I've just been talking for like 10 or 20 minutes and that's all. But、um, hopefully, I can come up with something new and、uh, make this program a bit more entertaining. Yeah.、Uh, let's just enjoy every single moment that we have here as a tennis fan. Yeah.、Uh, okay. See you next time. And、uh, merci beaucoup, Paris Roland Garros 2022. Goodbye.